0: Magpie Radio, a download from collingwoodfc.com.au. Pie Night is the official fans podcast of the Collingwood Football Club. Proudly brought to you by Easy Bonds Global Payments. And now it's over to cyber fans, Conno, Driver and Sugarfoot for this week's show from the Lexus Centre.
1: Pies fans, welcome to Pie Night brought to you by Easy Bonds Global Payments. On tonight's show, we're going to go through the 37-point win against the Eagles with a forensic interest. We've got Coca-Cola Zero, Sweet 16. Coca-Cola Real, Zero. Real taste, zero sugar. Thank you, Sugarfoot. We've got on this round
0: for round, round 17, 17. years Is gone by. A proper one this time. A
1: proper one this time. Thank you, Driver. And we're also going to talk about Friday night's game against the Dorks. But, Driver, you're back after being away last
2: week. More importantly, the the pies are back. I arrived back in Melbourne just in time to get to Telstra Dome, take my seat and watch the magpies come out and show us the sort of form they had in the first ten rounds of the year. And it was wonderful to watch a reinvigorated side go out there and hammer...
0: One of the best two teams, supposedly, so far this year. Sugar, it
2: was great to be there, wasn't it?
0: It was great to be there, and it was a slow start to the game. We it took a while, and oh, I was really ha- happy with Chris Egan keeping us in the game early. He had great, had a great first quarter in his first game back in the side for a while. Slowly, we overcame the Eagles. Uh, Hunter going off was a big, uh, was crucial for us. But I guess for them, you know, Wakes, wakes went off for us. We lost so that Wakes; that out. was
2: difficult. Mm.
0: But look, it was just fantastic to go home. Be able to relax on a Saturday night. I was like a kid on Christmas morning. I got up at about 6.30 to run out and get the papers on Sunday morning. It was fantastic. Saturday afternoon footy. We'd forgotten what it was like. We haven't
2: played at all this year on a Saturday afternoon. To
1: finish the working week on Friday. Friday night, you go home. Saturday morning, wake up and think, footy's only just... A couple of hours
2: away. And there was a spring in the step of the young fellas in our team. Oh. I mean, we had a bunch of young guys playing. Chris Egan, you mentioned. Daisy Thomas, what a fantastic game. Heath Shaw, another Ripper game.
0: Calm down, heater. Calm down, driver. Yeah, Calm down. I
2: am calming down. I'm keeping a lid on it, sugar. <laughs> keeping a lid on it. But it was wonderful in the sunshine to see all the young fellas dominating. And Daisy
1: Thomas, he's, uh, he's obviously had his first year, started off with a flourish, Maybe a couple of teams cottoned on to the way he was playing. Maybe he got a bit tired. He was rested there. But didn't he
2: just explode into this game? He did, and um he got injured early. He could have gone off and stayed off, but instead he came back on and had a presence. Uh, he maybe his had impact eight felt. touches
1: in the second quarter when he came on. I thought he was gone. The way he looked, he, he jogged off right his, in front yeah.
2: of
0: me. Likewise. Look, the, the, uh, the, the disappointing thing about Saturday for me was oh, there's no one in West Coast I really hate. and Our, our seats uh were right in front of the West Coast uh, interchange, and there was no one you could really abuse apart from a few prescription drugs calls to Kerr. But you know, it was really disappointing. I'd like, yeah, if we're going to be playing some more home games there, I'd like to be playing against the Jeff Farmers or you know a few other people. <laughs> Stevie so Mill, I might, yeah, Stevie Mill, you know, a few There's other guys. There's a couple of like calls
1: that. we make with Stevie Mill whenever
2: he gets a ball. Yeah,
0: Stevie <laughs> Mill, I'll
2: guys. Think. um... We've talked about the
1: young guys. You to, you interrupted Sugarfoot as he was about to uh, incur the wrath of. I uh, think we'll leave that Saint one Killer well Clark alone, um,
2: guys. We talked about the young guys, but one player had an an impact immediately coming back into the side after a few weeks out was Brody Holland. Uh, yeah, I think we critical. sometimes forget how important it is to the make up of our midfield. We needed a winning midfield, and all the other blokes around him were able to stand up. Ben Johnson had a fantastic game Mm -hmm. running with Chris Judd. Chris Judd and Chris Judd for all
1: of his uh, ability on the ball, really wasn't that
2: damaging. He had no no under pressure disposal. I made the
0: comment on the uh, on the train ride home that he had Peter Bell type stats. He had twenty odd touches, but there were the you know pass it to your mate run around and get the mm, handball the hazelby yeah, that, types yeah, they it's... were going nowhere Stats, because we had so much pressure on them we for did. the whole game i mean they just didn't get it up their forward line after the first quarter did and they and let's talk about the new goal sneak shane o'brien O'Brie. what what i liked about shane
1: o'brien i think was that brody holland came into the team he fed us with a bit of uh sorry there, there's actually a camera here clinton bowen our producer is uh, is taking some shots for uh, multi talented clinton mm. anyway back to, back to the game uh, Brody Holland, I think his delivery was fantastic. The way he came back into the team, and what that meant was it was Shane O'Brien moving forward had a tagged broken on him by being forward,
2: kicked three goals, and how influential was he? It reminded me of some of the games he played in 2003, where again he was released into that half forward line and having a player to bob up and kick goals when some of your other key forwards are blanketed, is an important thing
0: going forward, going into the next yeah, other ten and weeks. particularly just before half-time, those two goals he kicked in the space of about a minute, they've really set us up for the big second half. Particularly the one he fixed
2: up, because oh. uh, he and Pebbles almost conspired to uh, muck that one up, but he fixed it up and
1: hammered it. And and going back to, uh, to a younger player though, Chris Egan, I thought his presence on the ball early in the game... Was absolutely outstanding. There were a couple of smothers there, if I'm not mistaken. He ran, he chased, and the funny thing about Chris Egan is he's got that lope where maybe at Williamstown, maybe at, you know at the Burbank Oval, he seems a bit slower because he's like, a bit laconic like in jar- his run. Like Jarman, but when he when he uh, when he actually gets into that lope, he covers ground so quickly. He is an amazingly quick player.
2: Yeah, he's um, he's got that talent that. We are missing that ability
0: to do Just the X spark.
2: factor. Yeah. A spark. Um, Daisy Thomas has it too. It's great to see them
1: coming on. And also Dane Swan, another player who came back from injury. Yeah, he was great. Had on a couple s- of quiet games, but he,
0: uh. He's hitting his straps now again. Look, it's great to see Swanee and, uh, and Brody back. They're really crucial to link up through the middle. And, um, yeah, you know, hopefully we can get a bit more run out of, out of defence this, this week and okay. really smash the Hawks, but we'll talk about that later. On to the votes, guys. Look. I gave Eags my th- my three. I thought he was really critical early. Uh, had a really solid game across the four quarters. Gave Daisy two, one for the young, and uh, one for Benny Davies, who we haven't really talked about, but I thought he was instrumental in the second quarter in getting us back in it. Special mention to Jono for uh, quelling Judd. Driver. Terrific
2: uh, young Benny's game, but um, I had a lot of difficulty in fitting all my all the good players into just three votes. Um, I left out Bucks and Chris Tarrant, who both had great games up in the forward line, particularly Bucks setting us off in the second quarter. But I gave one vote to, um, (laughs) I've almost forgotten who I've given my votes to, haven't I, guys? Uh, gave three (laughs) votes to Ben Johnson. Mm -hmm. I thought his job on Chris Judd was excellent, but he also damaged West Coast Eagles with his ability to go forward, and he had Judd on the back foot for the whole game. Two votes to Josh Fraser. Terrific game in the ruck. Josh cops a bit sometimes, but if he produces like he did on Saturday every single week, it's not going to be Troy Simmons for all Australian honours. It's going to be a player like Josh Fraser. In the
1: ruck and around and the
2: ground. Indeed. Um, and putting those results up on the scoreboard, kicking two vital goals for mm. us. And my one vote went to Chris Egan. I could have raffled it, could have given it to Daisy, could have given it to Heath Shaw, but I gave it to Chris Egan for all the reasons we spoke about before. I have decided to give
1: uh, the three to Bucks. I'm going to go in reverse. I'm going to go three, two, one. Three to Bucks. Kick two. I reckon he set up another three or four. His strength and his presence in the forward line was fantastic. And I think special mention has to go to Mick Malthouse, who I think he was just he was on on Saturday. His coaching was absolutely fantastic. He started Taz up in the midfield. He, he had him forward. Then he put Bucks there when, when Bucks was in the middle. He then put Bucks right on the goal line. Pushed Taz out, almost out to the midfield. Taron out. Finally. It was great to watch, but it was great to see Bucks' strength and his second, third, fourth, fifth efforts. So he was deserved of three. Daisy Thomas for two. He, I mean, look, arguably could have have seen off uh, the rest of the game on the bench the way he looked, but he got back on and there was absolutely no holding him back. He went in hard. He played extremely well and one. To our silent assassin, Presti. He got absolutely destroyed by Quentin Lynch in the corresponding game earlier in the year, and he held him to two goals in a fantastic effort because Quentin Lynch could have kicked five or six away. The
2: delivery got to him. Amazing effort. Well done, Presti.
0: And we've brought him here. Yeah, it is. Look, Presti, you know, Lynch kicked a couple early. What were your thoughts about that? Mm. Thanks, mate. Profound.
1: Pies fans, it's been 16 years since we've won a flag. And this year, we're going to win another. Go Pies. Go Pies, indeed. This little episode is called the Coca-Cola Zero. Real taste, zero sugar. Sweet 16. Driver, we put a call out last week for the remaining spots on the starting lineup of the Collingwood Football Club. The best players to have played in the last 16 years. We asked for half-forward flankers. What was the response? Overwhelming
2: response against Conno. Thank you very much, Pi fans, for sending well done, your Pies, fans. emails into Night at collingwoodfc.com.au with Sweet 16 in the subject line. And
1: don't be afraid that if you haven't already emailed, to keep emailing, keep submitting.
2: Yes, indeed, keep submitting your entries.
1: Just we've apropos got, of nothing. We've got 17,
2: we had 16 spots filled, two to go. Tonight, we've managed to fill another. Out of all keep the emailing. entries... There was an overwhelming response for Chris Tarrant, oh, our on, current on, star.
1: Oh, I thought we were going to go reverse, you know? Like, you, uh, you, you, you know, you nominate, and then you build up the tension, and then...
2: Fine. Taz has got the spot, and... <laughs> but um, some of the
1: nominations... But there were, the, the
2: were a lot of nominations. Runners up. We didn't get any clear-cut nomination for the other spot. There were a lot of nominations, though. There's some strange ones. Dennis some Banks. Some
0: great ones. Paddo. Steven Patterson. Steven
2: Patterson. Dougie Barwick.
0: Ooh, Kent Craig,
2: Butcher. Craig Stasevich. My favourite player. Athos Rysalakis. Athos. Oh. Andrew oh. Tranquilli. Andrew Tranquilli. <laughs> <laughs> who kicked six Leon on no Davis. Leon, Leon Leon. Magic. Scotty Burns was nominated and he isn't in the team yet. He, he eats bricks, Ooh. that bloke. But there was no clear cut second. So what we've done again is we've given Tazza the one spot, which leaves one spot left in the starting lineup plus the four interchange.
0: And um, who hasn't been, which stars haven't been picked yet?
2: Tony Shaw. Tony Shaw hasn't been selected. Burnsy
0: hasn't been selected. Burnsy, no. Oh, there's plenty of stars. There's I mean, plenty, plenty of, of people. Stars. Tarkin hasn't even... Chad Liddell. <laughs> oh, Chad and, Liddell. Um, and pies fans,
2: if what you have What about go- Luke Godden? Godden. <laughs> what about Luke Godden? Nuggety Luke Godden. Indeed. Well, we've had a lot of players who've played on the half-forward flank in the last 16 years. Um, Pies fans, if you're you're interested in who's already been nominated, you can go to collingwoodfc.com.au and you'll see the Coca-Cola Zero Sweet 16 team so far selected listed on our Collingwood website. So you can go there and have a look. This week we're calling for nominations for that other half-forward flank. We've spoken about some of the people who were already mentioned. Um... We have to apologise to people like Pamela, who nominated John Greening, Barry Price, Wayne Richardson. Unfortunately, none of them played during the 1990s, and this current decade, so they're not mm-hmm. eligible for But the nevertheless, team. Pamela had a great suggestion, though. She talked about a team of the century. Well, of course, the club already has an official team of the century, but we may use her suggestion next year to nominate a team of a particular decade so that we can bring in some of those old stars and remind young fans about the history of our club. So thank you, Pamela.
0: Great idea, Pamela. Also, I'd like to give a bit of a shout-out to Nana Joyce, who is a regular contributor. And uh, she's she's opted for Stasa as well as Tazza. And I must say, I'm a bit partial to old uh, Starsa before he went up to Brisbane. He was crucial in that 1990 grand final. Mm. Robbed of a Norm Smith mm. by Terry by Danaher. Fuck
2: Terry Danaher. Mm. 13
0: weeks wasn't anywhere near enough. But,
2: guys, each week we give away a slab of Coca Cola Zero, real taste, zero sugar. And this week, the lucky winner of the prize is. Drum roll, please, Amber. Aaron Manane. Well
1: done, Aaron. Well done, Aaron. Good
0: work, Aaron.
1: Well done. And Pies fans, I'm going to repeat it. Uh, even if you've never emailed before, email this week and nominate your other half flanker. There are hundreds of Pies emails coming in, and we thank you for all of them. Send your emails to Pynite at
2: collingwoodfc.com.au. Collingwoodfc.com.au is proudly supported by Easy Bond's Global Payments. EasyBonds is the best way to transfer money online. EasyBonds.com provides businesses and customers the most secure and reliable way to send and receive funds. Join the EasyBonds vision. To find out more about EasyBonds and to set up an easy account, visit EZYBONDS.com. EasyBonds, the official online partner of the Collingwood Football Club.
1: This round in years gone by, round 17.
0: On round 17, 2001, Nathan Buckle, Buckley, who usually has a field day against the Dockers, was kept quiet with negative tactics from tagger Josh Carr. In the era when the football, football world claimed that if you stopped Buckley, you could stop Collingwood, the Pies struggled for most of the game. But two inspirational goals by former Ducker Brodie Holland either side of three-quarter time woke us from our slumber. Jared Malloy went into the ruck, and the team lifted to propel the Magpies to a solid 29-point win. Taz kicked five, and that traitor chipped in with three. Nick Davis. Nick Davis. In round 17, 2003,
2: it was Collingwood's turn to rub Carlton's faces into the dirt.
0: God, (laughs) I hate Carlton. (laughs) Have
2: I reminded everyone enough yet? It was a sunny Sunday afternoon at the MCG and there were 53,000 people there. Collingwood jumped out of the blocks, and by quarter time, we led by our, we led our old foes by 38 points. The game was over. The morons tried to start a fight to stop the slaughter, and Scott Camperielli gutlessly king-hit Brody Holland. That would have hurt. Bucks came in to lead the way.
0: We won the fight tackle.
2: as well as the game. Anthony Rocker booted four goals. Scotty Burns and Chris Tarrant chipped in with 3 itch. Burn, Burnsy was the inspiration in a best-on-ground effort as the Magpies cruised home by a whopping 73 points. Take that, Carlton. And in Round 17, 2004, the Magpies
1: came up against the Dogs at Telstradome. Nathan Buckley led the way with 30 quality touches and 10 marks. Ben Johnson had 29 possessions, and Burnsy and Josh Fraser snagged three goals each as Collingwood cruised to a comfortable 49-point win. Go, Pies! And that was... On this round. Pius fans, season 2006, round 17, Collingwood versus Hawthorne, Friday
2: night football. Ah. MCG, 7.40pm, we got to be there guys, and there are, there's no other thing we need to do tomorrow night than thrash this
0: mob. And... You look at the sides on paper, I've said it against Richmond and I was proved wrong, but I just cannot see us losing to this mob. Hawthorne, I've got a few talented young guys, but I mean, if we're a proper side, we're a finals contender and we are, we want that second spot, we should beat these guys convincingly tomorrow night.
2: Yes, we did it earlier in the year,
0: we knocked them about,
2: Uh, young Zach Dawson was treated as a bit a, um, bit of a rag doll by Anthony Rocker, and... There's no reason why we can't do it again. Rocker Pebbles didn't have eight. Pebbles didn't have the greatest game for his 200th. He kicked eight. You're right, Cono, against them last time, and I think he's
0: due for I, a big one. Likewise, I think he's due for a huge one. He's had a pretty, mm. I guess, a pretty quiet past month or so. He's seen a lot of. Uh, we've seen a lot of headlines
1: over this last week. The media has decided that they need a lot of Collingwood to fill the papers. They, they need we to had sell had the papers, Carrick, I guess, for a couple of weeks, talking about how he was the worst player ever, and then all of a sudden he started. Kicking and creating heaps of goals, so they thought. Oh well, who else do we use to fill the uh, fill the gulf? So they uh, start talking about Anthony Rocker. But you can't keep a good man down. I reckon Anthony Rocker is due for a huge game this week. Yes, let's hope so. He
0: loves the big Friday night stage. I think the last time was the last time we played on Friday. night was the doggies, and we Anthony yeah, we had a Anthony the, had a sensational night, we s- played a few Saturday nights.
1: Yeah, I, I think the thing is that we have got. Our rhythm back. Last week showed us that we've got that attacking style again. That we're actually back in the hunt. That we're back. We're back with that mindset of let's play on at all costs. Let's take those risks because our players are good enough to be able to play that style of footy.
0: Move the ball forward quickly. We are, can I? But I mentioned the preview I wrote, wrote earlier today that's on the official website CollingwoodFC.com.au. Great preview. Have you read it? It will be. It will be great. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Look, um, I mentioned. I, I still reckon our backline are probably just not. A, they're a bit down on confidence after this last month. They're probably being bombarded. Our midfield's been uh, uh, probably let us down a little bit over the last month. There's some guys out down back that early on were really breaking the lines, showing real spark, real initiative. Probably haven't been driving. Pardon the pun, driver. Um, as much as they could have been in the last few weeks, but uh, sugar last
2: week. One of the players that I think we've been missing in that backline structure is Nick Maxwell, and this week he's back. He's selected it's in the great team to see him back. along with Jason Cloak. Uh, going out is uh, Shane Wakelin, who, as we know, had a hamstring injury and early in the game Chad last Morrison's week. Chad Morrison's got an and, omission injury, and Chad Morrison has been omitted as well. Mm. Um, the in, the emergencies are Leon, Chad, and uh, Julian Rowe. So we've got. Two more defenders coming back into the side, Jason Cloak and Nick Maxwell. I think that'll stiffen up the defense that you talked about. Also, last week, we saw Travis Cloak move from Had a forward great line game. to centre-half half. Half back. Took him a while to get Good. into it, but in the second half, he completely dominated Adam McDougal. And what I liked about Travis Cloak was that it was those
1: second and third efforts. He went for the fist and then followed it up by running. Further up the ground. And I know Sugarfoot, you were particularly excited by his game. I
0: was. Look I, I was I was really excited by all the young guys' game, but Travis on McDougal. McDougal looked like he, he was threatening. He, McBeagle. He, well he kicked a few missed a few points. Um his hair looked really good on the boundary line, but Travis really kept to his uh
1: his fisting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he and did keep
0: to his fisting. And was he, he, he was disciplined.
2: He was. Ah oh, well um but this week's game guys, Hawthorne. We've um, got a milestone coming up as well during the game. One of the greatest milestones that we're ever likely to witness
0: Joel Smith 200 supporters. games, Robert.
2: <laughs> Forget Joel Smith, my friend. John Barker turning 80. Well, that could well be. And uh, Jeff Kennett may take a knife to Peter Everett live on National Television. But the really big one is the 250th Collingwood official game, it's the only proper game. for the greatest player I've ever seen. Nathan Buckley What an absolute champion here. Well done Bucks And many more to come But it's not just me who thinks he's the greatest player I think our coach had something to say Earlier today on collingwoodfc.com.au There's no question in my mind That this 250th game for Collingwood Will, will just blend in To many many other Great achievements That have been thrown up By Collingwood people but I think it's also the, 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 the very heart and soul of, the, of Collingwood is its supporter group. And they will not forget that this bloke is, is perhaps the greatest Collingwood player
1: that's ever represented the club. Gentlemen, I dare suggest he's the greatest player to have played AFL at a consistently excellent level over, what has it been,
2: 15 years of footy? Oh, certainly. Cono, since 1993 when he started at the Bears in that one year that he had to play there... He has been the best of the best. I called earlier this year for the AFL to build that statue outside the MCG. Mm. I repeat that call. Mick Malthouse said it, the greatest player we have seen. Of course, I'm pretty biased given my support of Nathan Buckley Mm. over many, many years. Well, how
1: could you even know anything about
2: AFL or indeed
1: Australian sport and not know the history of Nathan Buckley's excellence?
2: He's a champion, he's a role model, he's a superstar. And he deserves
1: and he's accolades. He's a lovely
2: bloke. Clinton told us that he last deserves week. every single accolade. Yeah, and and the
1: thing is that, um, well, that's how we actually came to be here, is
2: because we invented a website in his honour. Yes, the Buckley Surfers at BuckleySurfers.com. dot
1: Surfers, and as in surfing the net.
2: Surfing the net, indeed. And it's up there. There's a there's a big article on Nathan Buckley, remembering yesterday, being Wednesday, was his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, 34. Bucks. He's 34 yesterday. Happy birthday. And on Friday, he's playing his 250th game. He shares a birthday with another important Australian, but Bucks is more important. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's right, gone John blank. Howard. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. indeed. All right, yeah, You've yeah. gone blank
1: there for a uh, moment. No, the other thing is about uh, Nathan Buckley is that we've got another quote uh, f-
2: about Bucks. Yeah, there's been questions in the media about whether Bucks is likely to be rested. In the next few weeks, he was rested earlier in the year. This is what he had to say about that.
0: Yeah, well, I think um, that would be that would be wise. It's something that I've, um, you know, that Mick and I have spoken about regularly, probably over the last couple of weeks. Um, and uh, we've probably got a preliminary you know, plan in place, but that's only a, a blueprint that will sort of be moved around from week to week. But uh, we've got an idea of, of how I'll be handled over the next uh, 10 weeks.
1: Well, I'd love for us to be discussing, uh, Buckley's form all the way into the final week of September this year. Boys. Ten weeks. As Buck said, there are ten weeks to go. That's it. Now, what are some of the key matchups against the Hawks?
0: Look, some of the key matchups are going to be, uh, me and some of the Hawthorne guys because I wouldn't sure. know them, you know, <laughs> um, walking down the street apart from if they have, you know, their trendy footy tips and I trendy think... hairstyle, sideways graffiti's t-shirt. As... We recognize guys like Birchall, Murphy, Taylor,
2: Sewell. Yeah, wouldn't recognise them if you saw them falling over. I think Trent Crowe will be busy selling his new um, hair shampoo and hair gel. Um, But look, there are going to be some important matchups starting in the ruck. Josh Fraser will be double-teamed by Peter Everett
0: and Rob Campbell. And let's
1: not not joke about
2: it. Peter Everett is one of the best
1: technical tap ruckmen in the league.
0: And he's dangerous when he goes forward too, which is going to be a big ask. uh You know, probably Presty can cover him down there. But Josh has struggled this year, I think, with the the weight of uh the, the entire ruck load on his shoulders. One to against stru- two is hard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but he's struggled to string two really good games together. He's had some blinders this year, but he hasn't. He's sort of been a bit up and down. He's had a blinder and then had a downer the next week. Well, this week is the time to start, I think. Um, looking at the team selection, though, with... Jason Cloak
2: and Nick Maxwell coming in. I'd love it's to see Jason
1: to f- Cloak in a winning Collingwood team. It'd be it's great. Been two years. It's it's almost beyond a joke. It,
2: it's going to um. It's a lot's going to depend on Travis Cloak. I think Travis will be used as a second ruckman, uh, given those other defenders coming in, and well, uh, he's going to need to hold, especially Rob Campbell. He's going to need to hold him and break even with driver,
1: him. Driver, driver, we 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 don't want to see Anthony Rocker in the ruck because
0: you want to see him parked. Parked on, in the goal square, on causing Zach problems Dawson, either or, for Zach
2: Dawson or Jared over no, no, whoever it might be. Yeah, like I'll,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll chip Campbell. I think Campbell's gone back and played some pretty good footy down back for Hawthorne in some of the games I've watched. I reckon that he'll play on Anthony. I reckon the Dawson one's a smokescreen. Um, we've actually got... The, they're talking to Mick about whether, you know, just because people go out and name... Clubs go out and name players in the uh, media, whether they're going to play. And this is what Mick had to say about that today. Oh, uh, well thing I look forward to is when they run down the race, number one, is
2: is that the same as the team sheet? That's as close as, as the truth is you're supposed to get and I've seen that that sheet change from time to time so um, I'm not about to get locked into uh, who's going to be selected and who's not going to be selected by the opposition. Coach saying that in the paper. Our yeah, team sheet especially. Well we're all unfortunate. We had some, <laughs> some very late changes at times. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> It's a good one, isn't it? Yes, sounds like Bucks knows something that we don't.
1: Uh, well, what, what, what? Um,
2: well, we were talking about matchups. I think it's really going to rest on the midfield here, guys. We win the midfield, we get the ball into our forward line quickly to our advantage. It stops Hawthorne from delivering cleanly to their forward line, and they've got some forwards that can kick goals: Mark Williams, Ben Dixon, Lance Franklin, even Trent Crowe. Um, let's win it in midfield. If we've got possession of the ball. As I think it was Alan Jeans who said it, they ain't got it. And Driver, that I is the secret of footy. And let's not uh
1: let's not muck around. Hawthorne, uh, they're probably their best three or four players are very good players. You've got players like Crawford, you've got players like Luke Hodge who's Caesar a sixth
2: Sammy know, Mitchell. Sam mm. Mitchell who's a great clearance uh, specialist. Luke Hodge for me goes sideways too often, might be the game plan. Um, I put Sam Mitchell well ahead of Luke Hodge just simply
1: for his ball-winning ability. But nevertheless, I think it's their sort of, uh, their bottom eight or nine
2: players. It's, that's where they're going to be let down. Yeah,
0: they're a confidence
2: team. Let's knock them around early, get some goals up on the scoreboard and let them fade away.
0: They've only won one in the last, I think, I think they won four of their first five and they're now sitting at five and Eleven. Well they can go and play for draft picks Yeah so I think they'll be looking They've got a lot of competition with those other scum Yeah well
2: we're here to play finals Um, This is a great way to start Knock them over Guys my prediction is that We will get over the top of them Relatively comfortably in the end And we're going to win by about 48 to 54 points 8 to 9 goals
0: Driver, you must have read my mind. I'd actually just written down Pies by 48. I'm tipping Pebbles to have a big one, but I'm also tipping Ryan Loney to figure in the votes. I think he's due for another huge game. Conno
1: Sugarfoot, I think Collingwood will win by 73 points. I think it'll be an old-fashioned flogging back to form. I'd love to see Chris Egan double up with two great games in a row. And I'd also like to see Jason Cloak as part of a winning team. And uh look, Anthony Rocker, how many for Anthony?
2: I'll say six, Guy. I think we'll spread the goals around.
0: I'll say 5-5. Five, five.
1: Look, I'd happily say four. Anything above four and I'll be happy. And I think Dids might get a bag, too. Just to fire you up there. But the sugar. most important thing is four points and a bit of percentage. And this week, as we say every week, Pies fans, thanks for joining us.
0: Go Pies! Go Pies!